Well, this is a uh, something I thought about doing, just a, a little behind the scenes of uh, a match day for the press. Um, but thought I'd do it for the Sky's Blue podcast. Uh, this is for the game against South End, so uh, I'll uh, let you know who's behind the scenes at the moment. Though the stewards are, are being given their uh, their uh, jobs to do uh, behind the South Stand. The pitch is looking a bit bare at present. Um, just some of the media arriving. The BBC Essex have arrived, and uh, South End United media as well are here. Nobody from Chesterfield yet, apart from myself, but. Expecting around a 9,000 crowd today. It's a cold day, but it's fortunately not as cold as as others have been. So the pitch looks a bit bare at present, which is understandable. It's been five consecutive home games on it uh, in the league, so remarkable as well. But yeah, expecting a good day, and hopefully uh, I'll get a chance to interview people as we're uh, going along during the day. You got the team? Just before? Not yet. No, I haven't got the team. No. So um, big game today. Um, just uh, just behind the scenes for our podcast so I just thought I'd do something you're about to go on air are you all prepped and ready? yeah I think so I'm on air in well 11 minutes or so from from now uh, I, I never sort of pre-prep calls or anything but when the final whistle goes I do want to say Chesterfield have, be- have beaten a club record that it's the 21st different team that the Sparrows have beaten in one season they've only ever beaten 20 different sides in one season before if they beat today, if they win today against Southend, it'll be 21. They can, of course, do that against Oldham or Maidenhead later on in the year. So there's three hits at it. But that'll be something special. And it's still January. <laughs> so when our podcast comes out, let's hope that's happened, isn't it? So we, when we get when we get together. So this is behind the scenes. Before before kickoff, all, most of the press are here, aren't they? But not everybody. Your co-commentator doesn't arrive till when? Well, Jamie Hewitt... I think he arrives and has a cup of coffee and a chat uh, and turns up about five minutes to kick off. But we, he doesn't come on until three minutes to kick off. And, uh, and Josh Marsh, he generally arrives about two o'clock and he uh, he puts his X-feed, I suppose you've got to call it these days, haven't you, on to try and get the earliest uh, team news of the opposition. We'll have got the Chesterfield team touch wood. I've not got it with ten minutes to go now. but um, So, for the introduction, hopefully we've got at least sight of the Southend's team, even if we've not had to uh, had time to work it out and today it's all about hopefully Harry Cardwell will not be in he's, he's been out since November and he's he's their best player isn't he so, uh, this is just behind the scenes for the pod I'm with Kurt Big Chesterfield Media Assistant we've just done the team news which is embargoed until 2 o'clock isn't it usually obviously that's a uh, not. I don't think it's in the National League you can do that is it but definitely in the EFL you can but, but yeah we have to keep it away from everybody until 2 don't we Absolutely, it's important because of you know stuff like betting patterns that always impact something like that, and you know just being able to keep some suspense during a match day. It's always nice for people to try and guess who or might be in or not in the match day squad. So it's always a good thing to have, you know. And with t- two pm, it allows both teams to get ad- adequately ready for it. So you're a busy boy. How many socials do you have to update <laughs> at, the, at two o'clock? Uh, so we've got. Twitter or X, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, so it's it's usually quite easy to keep up because luckily with Facebook and Instagram, you know they kind of roll into one. So the only thing that you need to worry about is if you've got any links on uh, a post because you can't put clickable links onto Instagram. Uh, but other than that, it's, it's 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 fairly easy as long as you're quite ready with it. Sometimes we're ready with it. Sometimes it's a bit of a 
rush to get everything done, but everything's always done in time and hopefully always right. This is when the media start to earn their corner a little bit, isn't it? Between two and three, it's very hectic, isn't it? You like sort of finalising who's in the who's in the team and getting your uh, and getting your stats ready, basically, aren't you? Exactly, and I, I know there's been a few times, not for us, but for other teams in the past couple of months, where a players then had to drop out at the start of eleven because of an injury. So especially when you're it's not your team and you're trying to figure that out then it becomes a bit more hectic but no luckily between 2 and 3 p.m everything's quite measured and kind of the hectic parks always a bit beforehand and then during the game so two between two and three it's make sure that players come out get a few things from that and then get ready for the game right i'll have a chat with you after the game then all right see you in a bit i'm with josh marsh of 1866 sport um and you're prepping really for your let me just move out of the way here so we're just at the back of the press box so we're a bit busy so um yeah josh you prepping for helping fill out with you with the socials before the game yeah that's right so um we collate as much as we can we like to interact obviously with the fans because the fans are a big part of the show of course and yeah we like to get as many views on as possible really so yeah I help fill along with a, a bit of that before during and after the game so yeah really fun and you're also just sat there watching the game observing so you can come in with some bit of technical stuff like later on I try to I think a lot of people think I talk a load of rubbish but yeah I try and just you know, give me thoughts on the game as well a little bit and uh, just provide a bit of insight because obviously when you're busy commentating Phil and Jamie they might miss a few things or yeah, I might just get a different angle on it to what they have, so I try and just provide a bit of insight as well, yeah. yeah as well as collecting old stuff, and um, also you do a podcast for post-game as well, that's after the whistle, so that goes up on uh, Spotify, well, about 24 hours, isn't it, after after the game, So, which is pretty good editing. Better than mine, I must say, that's so. I'm not too sure about <laughs> that, it's uh, always a rush because, well, as you know, especially if there's a win, everyone wants to listen back yeah. to the action really quickly, and we live in that world now, don't we, where everyone wants things instantly, instantly. you know, at the touch of a button, so, yeah, I try and provide that, and, uh, yeah, it keeps me busy, keeps me out of trouble. So the show goes on until, what, about six-ish, would that be about right, is it? Yeah, it, I mean, it often depends uh, when we yeah. can get the reaction, as, as you know, Paul, it can be... Uh, sometimes after a defeat and uh, tensions are high you can sometimes be waiting a little bit for the manager and the players to come out but luckily this season it's been quite efficient I think players are more than happy to do their bit talking to us media types after they've won especially you know like Will Grigg the other week after Gate said when he scored that trick he was very happy wasn't he to come out and have a chat to the press so yeah well Southend are just coming out sorry in a dirty yellow kit Josh a horrible kit (laughs) yeah yeah we're uh, we might, we might see a bit more of that next season because, yeah. of course, our rivals over the other side of the motorway are, are doing quite well for themselves, aren't we? But, yeah, well, yeah hopefully we can uh, set up a nice local derby next season. Well, fingers crossed, yeah, that they don't get promoted as, as well and hopefully Chester will get promoted as well, of course. But, uh, but yeah, tough game today. Tough one. Obviously, South End, good team. Probably, I think, will be in and amongst it for the playoffs come the end of the season when we went down there, of course, you know were the better side on the day they really stifled Chesterfield and made it hard for us and I don't think Chesterfield played up to the best either on the day so maybe a bit of revenge in the air I think Chesterfield will want to prove to Southend that they're a better team than what they showed at Roots Hall on that day Alright well have a good uh, good look this afternoon and uh, have a good show as well so. Yeah thank you you as well Cheers mate Hello pal you alright how's it going this is just for the Sky's Blue podcast so I'm with Liam Knockett for the Darmstadt Times busy boy aren't you just before this game it's always a busy time between 2 and 3 yeah, absolutely. It's uh, that time, isn't it, where you're trying to 
get the team news together, you're looking at the, the stacks and the facts and you're looking at the opposition and, and so I'm preparing your, your match reports and your other bits and bobs ahead of the 3pm kickoff. Yeah, team news went out at 2, didn't it? So it's always embargo till that particular point, isn't it? So, but yeah, Bailey Clement's back in the, the starting 11 for his first start. Good, good to see him back. Yeah, it's his first appearance, isn't it, uh, since being recalled from his loan, first appearance of the season, first appearance since that Wembley heartache as well, where he had a great game. Um, yeah, so I'm sure he'll be eager to see what he can do, and it gives Brandon Horton a bit of a, a, bit of a rest, and also with, with Southend being a very good side, it sort of freshened up those fullback areas, doesn't it? You're sat, you're sat in the press box right next to the 1866 Sport guys, so you get Jamie, hear Jamie Hewitt's overside during the game as well as my random shouting as well from, I'm to your left aren't I as well, you've got Kurt as well there, so say a busy day today because Southend have brought a bit of, bit of media with him haven't they, so it's always, always nice to see when it's full isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's it's got a feel of a, a big game, hasn't it? It's it's nice to have those days in the in the national league because sometimes you go places and sometimes it's just me and you sat there, isn't it? Sometimes, so it's it's nice to sort of see the press box full and, and thrive, and, and hopefully we'll have more days like that next season when hopefully yeah. we're back in the football league. Yeah, fingers crossed. Like, so we get quite a few uh, quite a few people, but over nine thousand again expected here today as well. It should be a good good atmosphere. Yeah, it's got like I say, it's got that proper proper game feel about it doesn't it um, you know the crowds this season have been superb the atmospheres have, have been brilliant it's always nice when you see some in the away end as well because we had Woking here in midweek who brought less than 50 wasn't it yeah. um, so it, it creates that bit of atmosphere uh, amongst uh, you know, amongst the supporters and that nothing wrong with a bit of needle here and there, is there? No, not, not at all. I'll catch up with you after the game, is that alright? So yeah, we'll have a little little chat then. Phil's very busy doing his um his talk as if I mean bless him he does four hours worth of chatting doesn't he as well so I don't know what his voice is like sort of later on having to host and also do the commentary as well so so yeah but uh, but yeah so we'll uh, I'll catch up with you in a bit now Stuart you're not in the press box for some strange reason I can always never work out but you're very close to it though aren't you so um um, you get to see what uh, what the chat is about as well. So, uh, so I'm just doing a behind the scenes for our, for our pod, and I've just had a chat to Phil, Liam, and Josh, and everybody about that. But um, looking forward to the game today. Oh, certainly, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, who can't? Mm. It, 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 I can't remember a time like it when you know I'm like a kid at Christmas. Every <laughs> every what starts Friday afternoon, really. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, don't don't wait till Saturday morning for the excitement to start building up. It's been brilliant. Yeah. You know? You couldn't be any more close. Where's your seat then? This, one's um, this is not very good, uh, good visual, but like, radio, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So yeah. just along this, so second second row down from the top of the oh, W7. Right. You're obviously the the rowdy member of the W7 <laughs> crew, aren't you? Well, I got it um, a season or two ago, and I got it particularly that seat because there was one either side of it empty, and I yeah. used to be able to spread out a bit. <laughs> but now that we're you know playing so well and getting such great results, of course it's full every week. So yeah. I'm squashed up like a sardine. <laughs> I ain't got the luxury of you people lounging about in the press box <laughs> anymore. I can see Ryan Watterson and Mark Watterson down there. Just give him, give him a wave. So you're all right. <laughs> so there they are, just down down there. There, oh, so yeah, as the yeah. the fans come in. Um, uh, so I've just seen two people outside trying to wave paper tickets at the little thing that reads the chip in oh. your card. So <laughs> you've obviously got two people who have never been in here before. Yeah, well that's good. Well, I saw a young time. a young child with a Barnsley shirt, and his dad was obviously a Barnsley yeah. person, but the mother must have been from Chesterfield. She had a more of a local accent. So they're they're coming to the game as well. So I'd like to have a chat with Daryl Carpenter, our fourth member of the podcast, but he's way over there somewhere in there in the east stand 
stand, I think, with his East Stand crew. So we'll mm. we'll get a little uh, little conflict for him whenever we do the the podcast and meet up. So um, so yeah, well thanks for that, Stuart. And I may if I get well, might get a chance to speak to you at half time, but not at full yeah, time. Yeah, well, so I'll be, I'll be you'll be hovering around. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. See you in a bit. So I've just done a uh, team hit on. Uh, on BBC Radio Sheffield, I'm just about to um, start totting up the South End team with their uh, formation. I've already got it from my colleagues at BBC Radio Essex. So, and it sounds like Radio Sheffield are going to have a chat with me as well. So uh, I'll have to end this pretty quickly. Good afternoon, Adam. Hope you're well. Well, it's about um, what are we? Ten minutes from kickoff. Atmosphere building quite nicely, you can probably hear in the background. Going to do a new, another team news hit on BBC Radio Sheffield about 5-2. There's three other games on today, not the full quota of sides. Sheffield Wednesday played last night. Uh, Sheffield United are playing Brighton. Donkers are playing Stockport. Barnsley playing Exeter. So, uh, busy programme. And I'll be doing off-air comms as well for goal clips as well. So, uh, I'll, uh, catch you in a bit. Well, it's half-time at the SMH Group Stadium and Chesterfield are leading my goal to nil thanks to a brilliant strike from James Berry who smacks against the crossbar but to say that they've been under the cosh is uh, a little bit of an understatement actually they've had opportunities south end really good ones as well Gus Scott Morris with the volley far the cleared one off the line it was a Dacker's header it's cleared off the line by Tyrone Williams and Dacker's got on the end of a through ball which is a weak shot saved easily by uh, Harry Tyra but Chesterfield do lead by goal to nil uh, searching for that 18th successive home victory but they're going to have to work hard to get it the South End side are a really good team I'm with Stuart again of the podcast so that's been hard work hasn't it to lead by goal to nil after the third minute yeah it, it, it was rather wasn't it um, the pitch to me looks as though it's having an influence on us We'd, we don't seem to be able to pass it about with quite the sort of syrupy sweetness that we normally do you know um, it, it, it's bearing paid places it's a bit bobbly um, and it suits a team that kind of likes to get the ball up in the air and out wide and crosses into the big man like them you know um, but when all said and done it, it's 1-0 and it's been that way for 42 minutes so hopefully it'll be same for the next 45 and a bit you know. when, when Chesterfield have got it right there was that move before with a lovely interchange of passing there mm. which smacked against Nathan Ralph's chest yeah um, when they get it right, they look really good, but unfortunately they've had to do a lot of defending, haven't they? And they even cleared one off the line by Williams. That was a tremendous clearance off the line. If anybody gets a chance to see that on the highlights, then uh, yeah. Um, Sheckleford's played well at the back, as has Clements, I think, on, on, on his return. Um, we have had a lot of defending to do, but by and large we've done it all right, you know, as the scoreline suggests. Um, whether... Whether you can keep them away if they keep on knocking at the door. Um, I've seen a lot of the ball, but I don't know if there's been a lot of pressure, really. Um, you know, so 
but you just got to get it going in the middle of midfield for me, really. Um, Naylor's looked good coming forward, but there's not enough there. Jacobs was good for the first 10, 15 minutes and went a bit quiet, you know. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought Oldacre's been a bit uh, off it today, I think, so he's, he's not really had it today so far. Well, yeah, I, well, it's, it, it's like games Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, isn't it? They ain't played for two weeks, have yeah. they? So, you know, perhaps that's having an influence. Some of the players, you know, Berry looks a bit tired to me sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, it just seems to sort of pause when he's not on the ball and, and, and kind of just just switch out of the game for a second or two and I, you know um, I, I, if you're mentally and physically fresh you don't do that and I wonder whether we're just feeling that a bit as well we're, we're probably as tired as the pitch is yeah. you know. maybe but uh, at the moment Chester are looking for the 18th successive home victory so thanks Stu cheers I'll speak to you later well what a result in the end Chesterfield then looking at the moment they're going to go uh, 16 points clear at the top of the National League with their 18th consecutive home win in all competitions. James Berry's stunner in the first half, separate the two sides, but Chesterfield had to weather a real storm as well when uh, Jack Bridges cross or uh, Chris Morris shot over and Adaka's header was cleared off the line by Williams. Uh, into the second half and Chesterfield took slight control with Mandeville shot saved by Colin ND in goal. Dobra's little sweep found Quigley and he lashed the ball home. It was his first touch for Joe Quigley on as a sub for Will Grigg to make it 2-0. Six minutes later, lovely feat with the interchange of passing with Jacobs and Dobra. Dobra then danced into the area and smacked the ball into the net for the third goal and to confirm all three points for the Spyrax. Great atmosphere, 8,745. And us in the press have got some work to do to find out who's the man of the match, etc. But, uh, but yeah, it'll be... Uh, a great result for the Spirits, and now they turn their, their uh, travels. They go on their travels to Eastleigh and to Dagenham as well. There's uh, Phil Tooley doing a post-match roundup. Him and Josh Marsh just having a a chat at the minute. So he's just doing his little bits and bobs, just trying to get the final scores and and whatnot. So I'll have to go downstairs and interview Danny Webb and um, other players that are coming up. So I'll just make my way down the stairs right now. I'll go and meet Kurt, who's got the kit down at the bottom of the stairs in front of the West Stand. There's uh, Liam Norcliffe interviewing Danny in the background, as you can probably hear. Um, bronze clearing up after the three interviews. Kurt's making his way up to the media office, so... Just, just doing a bit for Sky's Blue podcast, you see, just a behind-the-scenes look. So, stunning bit of work today, Bron. Three points against a tough side, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, to win 3-0 against a team who, let's face it, if they didn't have their points deduction, would be probably in the top three. It's a joke, really, isn't it? It's, yeah. I mean, to, to win that comfortably is, is really impressive and sort of shows where the Chesterfield side are, really, doesn't it? Yeah. So now, you, as the uh, one of the two media guys I've got, media assistants, Got, still got loads of work to do, haven't you? 
Yeah, unfortunately so. What time are we on now? It is 25 past five and I'll be lucky to make it home for 9pm, I reckon, with all the work to do. So, yeah, while everyone else is in bed, you know, putting their feet up after a 3-0 win, yeah, unfortunately our day doesn't stop and I'll be I'll be sat in the office on my own for a couple of hours at least. <laughs> so the club users interview, we had interviews today with James Berry, um, who else? Do we have Bailey Clements, welcome back. Danny Webb, who's still been chatted to by Liam as well. Who else? Tyrone. Up there, Tyrone up at 1866. He's still up there, is he having a chat? Yeah, absolutely. We try and get as many players as we can for, for Phil on the radio station and, and make it as exclusive as possible, really. And then yourself get the slid of light. I speak get the second bits and bobs, don't yeah, I? You get to speak to a couple of them, don't you? We're <laughs> nice sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, everything's all a bit quiet now. Alan Rose over there just forking the pitch. I said that correctly as well. Um, but all the South End people seem to have gone, apart from BBC Essex. So, but yeah, it's the end of the uh, the end of the day. Three points again for Chesterfield. Well, how many points clear is it now? 16. Oh, 16. 16 with two games in hand. Remarkable, isn't it? So absolutely remarkable. Up the blues. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Well, a former Sky's Blue podcast member, let's see, we went to higher things, I'd say. Is with, I've just managed to catch him as well, just walking down the stairs, but what are three points, feet? Yes, I mean, um, a lot of people would have settled for a point at that one, I think, just to keep things going, but that, the second half particularly, the... the um, playing without the ball where we put that high line in and didn't allow any crosses in or anything it was magnificent and then to get the two goals just to top it off I thought it was very good Just shy 9,000 here today as well and they brought a fair number didn't they Southend really really impressive away away um, following today Yeah yeah, over 800 uh, made the trip up um, and but the 8,000 Chesterfield fans here as well and that's mm. you know you may, may be looking at you know sellouts for some of those last few matches certainly the last one and, and it might be you know, advising people to buy your tickets now. You know, it's, it's well, that's true. Busy, yeah. yeah, and I know people have been buying them as well. There's, there's yeah. family and friends been buying them from my point of view that for the Maidenhead game itself. Yeah. So yeah, which is quite remarkable in it, in itself. Isn't it? Yes, yes. And it's you know, it, I think people realise it, it's a matter of, of, of when you hope now. It's you know you don't you never count your chickens, but you know on the back of matches like that, yeah, you, know, you wonder. You know, if, if there is anything that um, can derail this now, it's um, uh, because you know it's it's just this home form. You know, the away form is probably one of the best we've had for many seasons. But the home form where you win this many in a row, it's just yeah, it's unprecedented. Oh. As, as Stuart would have uh, said, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll be looking at 19 home wins, which is the record in 30-31 and 84-85. So. That's the one with, uh, that, sorry, 69 70, 19 points, which would yeah. equate to 91 points, which is what exactly the points we got in 84 85, all three as champions. So, you know, yeah. it's pointing in the right direction, isn't it? It is. It is. And you, the interesting thing is, um, looking at second and third, how many points they're now aiming for. I mean, you suddenly look at altering them coming up on the rails with games in hand because Bromley and Barnet are, are, are starting to uh, falter a little bit, and it's, it's almost. How many points is second place going to get? It's yeah. you know, in, you know, um, and the, the world you hope be a point at, at, at one of the matches before the end of the season where we, we, we're ticking it off and it's mathematically done. Incredible. Your company secretary now, obviously, it's a promotion from Sky's Blue Podcast. We've had to bring in a reprobate Daz Carpenter <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To, to bring in. So, uh, what's it like? What's your day job like then here? I thought you retired, by the way. Yeah, I, I retired about ten years ago. But yeah, but now the, the, a lot of the day job is looking at the tickets now, and a lot of it is looking at how many tickets we can get for certain away matches coming up, um, because we know that some of those matches, Oldham and York, 
there'll be thousands of people wanting to go to them and it's whether we can get those and, and then fitting people in at home as well mm. so no it, it's tickets well thanks very much former skies blue podcast member i'll speak to you again soon cheers pete right, cheers. yeah well that was pete wiley chatting we're just going to make our way up the stairs now at the end of the end of the day just we'll do three points and everybody else who's mopping up doing their finishing work let's have a look now uh Josh and Phil still doing the end of the 1866 sport. Bronze just packing his gear away. <laughs> Time to go home, he says. Absolutely. It's still packed inside the hospitality area. Still huge as well. They've got a game on as well in there that they're watching. But uh, but yeah, step over that. But packed in there, which is always good to see. I'll just whisper as. Phil's still chatting in 1866. Liam Norcliffe is just tapping away in his laptop. So is Kurt, who's also doing the non-league paper. And Chris Phillips of the South End Echo is also finishing his match day report as well as a bit of quotes afterwards. The work's never ending in the press, is it? So never finishing. Just a long trip back home as well for the South End lot as well. So, But yeah, full time here. It's finished just for three South End nil.